It's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I, I just had to say that. But I, I want you to know this. It's always, it's always Veterans Day. Think about it. I want you to get into space here for a second. You see a veteran, thank you for your service. Many are very humble. They always like giving back. But here's something we can do and really remember. Got red? You've heard that slogan before many different ways, but this is really important. Got red? More than 170,000 active duty military men and women are currently deployed. Did you know that? Here's a way that we can remember everyone deployed on Fridays. That's why it's got red. You're going to meet our next guest who's going to tell us everything about it. We have an event coming up, but here's something you need to know every day of the year, 365. That's coming up next on the Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Okay, so today is a wonderful day for anybody around the USA, any post, any installation, base, uh, wherever you may be, any branch of the military, it's that time. And, of course, when this was centered, this particular podcast that you're listening to right now is timely, any time of year, any time of day. I just want you to know that and make sure you share this. But uh, particularly in 2021, uh, 11 of, of course, uh, of uh, we're coming up to that, which would be a day before when this is being recorded, Veterans Day. We're going to be talking about an event coming post-Veterans Day, which is going to be really fun in a way that we can make it easy for you to show your love to anyone serving this wonderful country. Someone who I love dearly, um, she embraced me when I came back into town, is Mitzi Oxford. I want to say hello to Mitzi. Mitzi, you do so much. I, I don't even know if we could I don't know how long we have here. We got an hour. <laughs> we have an hour to talk about Mitzi. So Mitzi's going to talk about this, but I do want to talk about you too, a little bit about who you are. But, you know, Mitzi, you have the biggest giving heart. And everything that I've known about you and over the years that you, you know, you had You're going to make me cry, aren't No, you? no crying allowed. Okay. I know, but you can't. I didn't bring any clean. No, we either. both will cry because you know how we are. But, but Mitzi, here's <laughs> the thing. When you, even when you work for Red Cross or you work for Valley Rescue Mission, those are nonprofits that you always felt the need to always give back. And you're um, back in your days too, meteorologist, you, you'd worked in professional TV or professional broadcaster. You, you, you've, you've done it all, but you always had that theme. And, and I relate to you with military and, and you're super duper passionate about it. And I love it because you truly care. You know, the importance of this country, freedom and those who serve. So that being said, we want to make it easy on Fridays. Got red. For a little love. Mitzi Oxford, let's talk about lovemaking. Now, wait. <laughs> wow. That, 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 that was totally I knew I'd field. get you. I'm just trying to <laughs> see if you're paying attention, and she is, of course. I'm definitely paying attention. <laughs> no margaritas. There's been no coffee. <laughs> but no. But And, and this, this is critical for everyone to know. Why is it important to love on our veterans all the time? We don't think about it, but this is, this is a great program. You're going to tell us why. Well, First of all, I'm very honored to be a part of this um, because my daddy was a World War II veteran. Uh, and through my work with the American Red Cross, service to military families, um, I had the distinct honor and privilege of working with a lot of uh, wounded warriors. And it wasn't always, and my son is a double amputee, so I was that held a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But the, the wounds that a lot of our soldiers experience are not always something you see on the outside. And I learned that working with the Warrior Transition Battalion. And as a matter of fact, one of the speakers at this event, I'm so excited yes. about this, 
is Colonel Sean Mulcahy. And I had the honor of working with him through the Warrior Transition Battalion uh, because at the time he was the commander. And I was able to get a grant through the American Red Cross Service to Military Families, and we started an adapted program for those soldiers. And it was just the most rewarding thing ever. We were able to do so much for them to give them some skill sets that maybe they didn't have and maybe to take their mind away from a bad place and, and focus on some happy, good memories that, that they could make not only with our Red Cross staff, but with their own families and helping them reconnect and, and get stronger mentally. Um, so <coughs> when I found out I was going to be emceeing this event at Fort Benning Harley-Davidson November 13th, I called Colonel McCahey. And we've stayed in touch over the years. And I said, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I said, there's nothing I would love better for you than, you know, to have you come and speak at this event. And um, I said, I know you're in Florida, and it may not work for your schedule. But, of course, by this time, I'm, I'm almost in tears because, you know, yeah. that's what I do. Right. So, anyway. That's your, that's your passion. It shines <laughs> he, through. Um, he is coming to speak, and I am so over the moon about that because I have so much. The day he became a colonel, mm -hmm. the day he went from being a lieutenant colonel to a colonel, and he was uh, moving along to another position, um, he mentioned my son oh, and wow. the great. efforts you know that I had made to, to help the uh, wounded warriors, and it just blew me away. And yeah. I have the greatest admiration and respect for him. And I think people that hear him speak are going to be truly blessed. We have a lot of speakers that right, day. Right. Uh, he is one of several, but I'm I'm just super excited about that. It's on post, Fort Benning, Georgia. To get on post, it, it, what would the civilian or anybody who's uh, not active, well, would we want to come out? What do we are do? Are you talking about the event itself? The event, or is it Harley-Davidson, North Columbus? It's at Fort Benning, Harley-Davidson, Fort Benning, Harley which Davidson, is on right. Williams Road. Yeah, that's what we call Fort Benning, Harley-Davidson. Just want yeah. to make that clear. Okay, right, good. right, right. So, so no, no problem getting in. No, As a matter okay, of fact, okay. there's food and music and all these amazing speakers. And it's a great so. venue. It's in the back, and I know it's all covered. So, And it's here's beautiful. the good news. The weather's going to be good for this particular event. Wonderful. I am so excited yes. about that it's because be cool, I've been but it'll watching be great. that. Yeah, yeah, good. It'll be, I think it'll be perfect. I, any day it would. And so, yeah, so when we call it, we, it is that is the brand, just so people know there's not like a Harley-Davidson on post. It's off post North Columbus, mm -hmm. Georgia. Mm -hmm. It's um, the particular push and raising some money and funding for this comes through way or by way of T-shirts and custom shirts that could really help support this. And then I want you to, how does that work and parlay into this event on Saturday to make sure we raise this? Well, this actually, there, there are several uh, fundraising things tied to this big event, which sure. is called Operation Personal Freedom. Okay. Um, one thing that uh, Misty Reed is their marketing director. Oh, the Misty. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Misty. yeah. See, it's all home oh, week. Hey, everybody knows coming, everybody. Yes, I know, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so she called to ask me to yeah. MC this, and um, – She's, you know, telling me, you know, who all is going to be there. And uh, they've got some incredible bands that are coming. Yep. So there's music. There are food trucks. So people are going to come in, and you can get a, buy a bracelet mm -hmm. for like 10 bucks, And then uh, each time you use that for food and other things, that money, part of that money is going to go back into several different organizations. And I'm going to – I 
cheated. I wrote this down. You're allowed to so do that. <laughs> You've got <laughs> a lot of stuff going all on. Of this. Come on. Uh, but the Wounded Warrior Project uh, mm-hmm. is it gets proceeds. Heroes on the Water, Fallen Outdoors, Waypoint Ranch, um, uh, Travis Minion Foundation, which I wasn't familiar yeah, with them. Yeah. Um, but they empower veterans and their families by matching them with mentors. And oh, I, I thought, like oh, man, that's no, that, wonderful. That is very interesting. Yeah. Because we, we're so used to having, you know, camaraderie things. I think of, like, the Darby's Warrior Support or something like that or Team mm-hmm. RWB. Mm-hmm. They got different things. But this is neat that you're getting a personalized person to have a mentor. Uh, do you find it more as a transitioning, are they talking about, or is this something when they – or is this at any time for any reason or another? I mean, I would Anytime. And yeah. they actually I've, – I've done a little research on them. They are actually located in various states. Great. Um, so that's going to be exciting, you know, to be – for them to be a part of – Maybe introducing some of the veterans there who may not even be familiar with their program. Uh, and So to be able to support all of these organizations financially is just, what a blessing. It is, absolutely. Um, and again, I, I want to tell you, I've really leaned on people that I know and love I know. <laughs> to help with this. Uh, Paul Voorhees, yes. who's, uh, he and his father <clears throat> founded Ranger Joe's. He's coming to do the invocation. Right. Uh, and Paul... Paul is a rock star among soldiers. I mean, he's been to Iraq and Afghanistan, and, you know, Paul can get off a plane, and they're just like, they know exactly who he is. So that's exciting. Senator Ed Harbison has done so much work for veterans in the state of Georgia. Uh, He's coming to speak. Um, uh, Colonel McKay, I mentioned. Uh, Dan Miller, who is with the Wounded Warrior Mm -hmm. Project, will be there. Um, And I want to go back (coughs) to what we talked about before, Um, you know, I'm very blessed to not only know a lot of wonderful people like you and, and Paul and Colonel McKay and all these folks. It's just Say it, my life's Mi- been incredible because Mitzi, of you're that. humble. We feel that way about you. This is why you're no, emceeing you're this sweet. event. No, seriously. You you have you've you are you can can you hear it, Dylan, in her voice, see how passionate I told you she'd be <laughs> super passionate. That's what we were that's what we're always after. And is is Miller just out of curiosity when you said Miller is that General Miller? So was Dan Miller related to General Miller? Do you know? I, I not that, that I'm aware of. Okay, I just didn't know. Um, if it's a common name, but I just didn't I, know if there's some. I don't know that much about him. I yeah. know he's a very powerful speaker, though. Good. So good. that's it. Would be, be really good. Is this an all day event? Will this go? Uh, it starts at twelve. Okay. Uh, and it's over at four. Okay. Uh, although I'm sure if everybody's having a really good time, <laughs> it That's may right. go a little bit longer. We, yeah, than that. yeah. I have I have a couple things, but I I plan on trying to get over there after I do my morning event that I have. Oh, on you Saturday. would love it. I, I, I will make a. And I would love for you to be there. Are they? And here's the thing too. Are they doing this around the? Are they doing this around the country? Do I do similar events like no. this, or is this very Actually, unique? Actually, this to Fort this Benning? particular event that Fort Benning Harley Davidson is hosting. Uh, is the first uh, Veterans Day celebration. It just happens okay. to be tied in with the Wounded Warrior Project. But I can tell you right now, I don't think this is a secret. I think sure. Christy would be fine with this. This is going to become an annual event at Fort Benning Harley-Davidson. Wow. This is good. People uh, need to, to come honor over. veterans, yes. to celebrate veterans, to be able to uh, give back uh, to all of these organizations here that support veterans. Uh, so we hope that they're... You know, that, that we'll have a huge turnout this year. And I think it's just going to grow every single year. 
You know what I like about this? This is something that sets the template. Why not bring people in from other areas, other posts or bases or wherever? Anybody could come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, if anyone doesn't know anything about Fort Benning, Columbus, it's, it's like destination. You have Callaway Gardens. You have Pine mm-hmm. Mountain. You have the longest mm-hmm. uh, urban whitewater rafting. You have zip lining. You have uh, the NIM, the National Infantry Museum, speaking of mm-hmm. which, is free to public. It's off post, so you don't have to go through any clearance and anything like that mm-hmm. off of South Lumpkin and South Columbus. So, I mean, you're so much to do here. Why not come here and stay and do this annually now well, with you? Th- you know, a great example of that, Bob, is, mm-hmm. and, and I learned this in my years at American Red Cross, so many soldiers came here right. and served at Fort Benning, and they may have left, they may have PCS to someplace else, but so many of them have come back. Look at the generals. That's right. And the high-ranking officers who chose to make Columbus, Georgia their we home. We have a lot. We Per capita, we have a lot of generals here. <laughs> yes, that, we do in the Army. Yeah. truly. I, it's, we are it's very great. blessed to have people like Carmen Cavesa. Yes. Um, of course, you know, I th- one of the things I thought about so much when Misty asked me to, to be MC for this event, I thought about Bob Poitishev. Yes, um, I know. And I, I miss know. Bob every we day. We all do. Yeah. One of the my biggest cheerleaders Columbus Georgia's ever had. Yeah, ambassador. Uh, he time. was a colonel. Yep. Uh, he loved the military. Yes. Um, but there are a lot of people that do. There's a colonel um, in the JAG, if anyone's wondering. Look him up, Bob Poitishev, the most incredible guy with the, the I used to be, I say, School of America's of WINSEC, now the Western Hemisphere Institute mm-hmm. for, you know, training with military personnel comes from all over, and they did a Thanksgiving thing every year that you, I think even, I think somehow you, Got us involved in it. I, I want to. I, somehow, I think you did. I, I got know. you involved in something. I think so. I'm I don't even. Know, but we would have this Thanksgiving, but since COVID, things it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. What was remarkable about Bob? I, I was sitting here with him, and we had somebody from Russia. We had somebody from another side, just to show you the brilliance of our men and women in the military that we have right here in our community. And he started speaking in fluent Russian mm-hmm. to this woman. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? I, I don't understand. I knew it was Russian. He was a and she was cutting it up with intelligent man. Then he's speaking. He started speaking German, and he's Italian. I'm like, what? I go, this guy's incredible. Just out of nowhere. And yeah, seamless. Having a conversation, translating, sitting there and laughing, cutting up. He was a card. and and He He was. He lived to be, what was he? He passed at 90? 90. He was 90 years old. Okay. Youngest 90-year-old I've ever known in my life. You would never guess. This guy's incredible. He lost his daughter just about a year before. Kathy Mm -hmm. was a sweetheart and did a lot of work with her. But it's those kind of people that kind of fuel us up and make us feel as good as we are. You, you mentioned Paul Voorhees, too. He's like the Wayne Newton greeting the people <laughs> at the airports going out. He really is. You know, he's an SRO guy. You know, it's like these people that go out and do these things for our men and women and perform, or but in his case, he'd go visit them. And generous. Oh, God, just super generous community. And yes, that they all do is. this. The freedoms that, that we have, the things that people do, it doesn't matter where you are politically. You know, even if we didn't have any political party association, the key is, it doesn't matter who you are, what you stand for, how you orient or whatever. I mean, people love the military. Mm-hmm. And those in the military now, you know, is, you know, is the people serving. If you're in the, I always heard it. If you're in a foxhole, you can pick me up, say, I don't care what you do, how you do, whatever. You, you're serving. You, you, love, you have love for country. I got to tell you about country. a guy that, I re- because I write a lot of stories, yeah. and I'm very blessed to be able to tell stories from people all over the world. Um <clears throat> I met a guy. I have not met him face-to-face. He lives in northeast Georgia. Um, He was uh, in Vietnam, and someone had contacted me that 
he had lost the suitcase that contained his fatigues, his me- all his medals oh, okay. that he won. Um, and most importantly, it contained a prayer book that his sister had written him. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, she passed away uh, not long before he got back. And anyway, in the meantime, I've gotten to know this gentleman very well. I mean, we we stay in touch all the time now. But I was able to <laughs> connect the dots from uh, Jim Glozier, who lives in northeast Georgia, to an uh, author in London who also collects uh, memorabilia. Wow. Veterans mem- this sounds memorabilia. Like this is a movie. I know. Building. Tell this me about movie. it. So anyway, uh, I got in touch with a guy from England and interviewed him as well for this story. And he's in the process of returning this suitcase that's been lost for years and years and years. And it's just it's See, this amazing is a, It's not even that's a news story. This is, should be on the podcast. That's a great... See how you connect. Mm-hmm. That's your calling. You are a connector. You are the liaison between people... And even with the, what we're talking about with the military, it's isn't it remarkable how you have that gift to do that. I mean, you you, you do that with everybody, and and that's I, that's I think a special. My dad was a lot like that. Yeah, it, it's it's special because it gives. It not everybody can do that. It's it's you're very open to that, and I think it you receive it and and you're aware because you're so aware on that, then you're able to make connect the dots quite easily. A lot of people would be these were oblivious, but they it would pass by, it would go over their head. And in your case, you you see that opportunity, you understand it, and you. Do you, you know go how long it. it took me to tell that story, to to make all of that yeah, happen? How, I, I can imagine. <laughs> it was three months. Wow. From wow. the time I started to the time I was able to make those connections. To get the pictures that I needed, you know, to visually and you tell never the gave story. Um, yeah, it took three months, but it was worth every minute of it because Jim Glosher, the Vietnam vet, right? He was in tears after I, I told I, that story. I would love and just it, it was just it was one of those things that you know it touches you. Yeah, absolutely, uh, it really does. Uh, speaking of another person who has really touched my life, uh, Brad Kirkland. Uh, with the graphics resource is coming to the event from Augusta, Georgia. That's how much this means to him uh, to be involved. This is in a big deal. They're coming right across and the state. Brad is a visionary. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I've told his story before, and Brad is—he's um, got a very touching, very compelling story. He was abused from a very early age, like three years old. Um. Mentally, emotionally, physically abused. Um, And he went on through the years and got into a lot of trouble. Uh, And there were some addiction issues in there. He he gave his life to God. He's totally turned his life around. He has built a successful business. Um, And, you know, he just wants to give back. Uh, As a matter of fact, one of his long-term goals, dream goals, uh, which I have every intention of helping him with. Sure. Uh, is to be able to mentor young boys who have gone through or mm-hmm. are going through some of the experiences that he did uh, and the importance of, you know, being saved and living uh, living in what you do, living that life for God. Uh, and it's just <laughs> I'm, that's, no, it's amazing. I'm blown away because th- that's, the, the, you know, when you think of people and you hear stories like this, like Brad, and most of them don't turn out that way. 
Britain, name. not incarcerated and he knows or, that or dead. Too. He's almost used. It's it's like, you know, the road to Damascus with Brad Kirkland, you know, but he comes out of it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's just so cool to hear that when you're telling me these stories. This is why people need to get involved in this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even this this event, if anyone's listening, and, and, to, and that, that'll be kind of the push locally when I when the podcast has been presented out. I want people to know that. But anyone listening in California now or Camp Pendleton or where, you know, maybe Fort Bragg, wherever you are, be engaged, be plugged into this kind of thing. Because this, mm-hmm. this, to me, speaks volumes for anybody to just hear stories. It takes it off of yourself, and it, you remember you don't have it all that bad. And not that these people, that they have bad, but they're they're brought to a calling at such a high level to really inspire other people. And, and, and Brad is doing this. Is he doing this? He's part of Got Red, right, on Fridays? Is this his thing, or is it somebody he, else? He, um, well, <laughs> this was another one of those things where I said, hey, yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, hear, so, I hear you do. You the know. funny thing is, that's how you got, that's how you got me. You got me when we we're doing the Red Cross thing. We did spaghetti cook-offs, raising money and cooking spaghetti. Bob, I got a little something I got to talk to you about. You have a way of selling. It's always going to say, plus you're a good salesperson. But you you can't say no to Mitzi. That's what I was going to say. But go mm-hmm. ahead. Can't say no to Mitzi. Well, some people probably have. But anyway, <laughs> no. so, I, you know, I'm, I'm all excited and I'm telling Brad about this. And I said, well, part of it is uh, the red, the got red. Yeah. Um R-E-D, which is Remember Everyone Deployed. And okay. like you said at the beginning, we should do that every single day. It's not just Veterans Day. It's not just a certain day. It's not just Saturday right. when this event is. It's It should be all the time. So at Fort Benning Harley-Davidson, they wear red T-shirts for, you know, Remember Everyone Deployed. Yeah. It's Red Friday. Yeah. So <clears throat> I got to researching that and found out that's a pretty big initiative everywhere. Right. Um, so... Brad, you know, like I said, he's a visionary, and he's very good at what he does. And so he created this design for the shirt, and I think y'all are going to show the link to yes. it at some point. And then I said, well, you know, they have uh, event T-shirts, too. And you could do some kind of incredible design for for the name of this event, you know, uh, honoring veterans and the fact that this is Operation Personal Freedom. Yeah. So he took that on and did an amazing job. They are so just incredible shirts. So anyway, he's going to be here with all of that stuff, and he's got this incredible setup, you know, he's going to have. And um, it's just, it's going to be really exciting. And, I, and I, again, I love, like, being able to bring uh, – yeah, Colonel McKay yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, from Florida, yeah. and you know having Paul involved in this, and um, uh, Senator Harbison, of course, and you know Brad taking the initiative uh, with his company, Graphics Resource, to come all the way from Augusta that, that, to set up. Yeah. It, it shows you what kind of person he is. Right. Um, this and, is Saturday, four hours, and you're going to come that far. <laughs> he could be doing something else. in this yeah. plenty of things, but he cares. Um, and so, I'm sure by the time this is over, I will have gone through at least one box of Kleenex, if not two, yeah. uh, because I'm going to be connecting with you know. And I've never met Brad. I've been working with him for six months, I think now. Wow, um, this is special. I mean, we talk all the time, and and you know, I'm always working on different projects that we're in, both involved in. But uh, that's going to be really exciting, and his. Um, Fiance is coming, and she just had a baby, Cashton, and um, Cashton was born very early, uh, and and struggled a little bit in the beginning, 
Um, but I said, it's okay. God has his hands on this baby, right. and he's going to be fine. So Cashton's coming, too. Good, so, good. So I get to meet all of these people I've never seen before, really. Um, and, you know, just be uh, experiencing uh, what he's bringing to the table because I think it's so important to uh, support businesses whose ultimate goal is not just to make money, but to make enough money to not just support their family, but to be able to do his, you know, realize his long-term dream okay. of helping, you know, Makes boys sense. who have come through a similar background. I mean, that speaks volumes to me about what kind of person he is. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, you you really saw, I mean, if you have a moment to just see this, th- this will be a great event. When... Um, and where does does Brad usually reside, or how do you get in touch with him? Is he on website? Where where do well, we? Well, his shirt. Was it <laughs> the, right the there? T-shirt link is going to take you straight everything. to graphics resource, which I just sent to our producer right now as we we're talking. Oh, how do you awesome. like that? Dylan Hansen just got. Awesome. That's why you saw my phone. I didn't want you to think I was being rude. I actually had to send it to him, so he's he'll put it on there and, and make sure that right now but people listening to this can that'll connect. take them. Yeah. Not only can they see the shirts and order them if they like, uh, or come see us Saturday at the event because he'll have all of those things there and. He's got all kinds of cool giveaways he's bringing, and yeah, um, it's just going to be it's just going to be a very very special day, and I'm I'm honored that all these people are going to be involved, and I'm yeah. grateful that you know Brad is hauling his entourage from Augusta to here, um, and it's just going to be really exciting and special. Remembering everyone deployed got red. If you have to do your custom T-shirt, what are you going to put on there, Mitzi? For mine? Yes. I put you on the spot. Um, I, are you? I, <laughs> I, 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 but think about it. You know what? As a, honestly, the thing I try to live by every day is seize the day. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I almost lost my son when he was five years old of bacterial meningitis. Um, a year to the date after that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. Uh, I am, have, See, I'm a 24-year survivor. Survivor, you're incredible. Mitzi's um, incredible, yeah. so, so I would have to say, you know, seize the day because, yeah. you know, there are a lot of things that you can be uh, disappointed about or depressed in your life, and things don't always go the way that we would love for them to go. Um, but if there's, to me, there's a, there's a silver lining. I know this sounds so ridiculous. No, but, but it's <laughs> not. No, I, I, I think there's a silver lining in every every cloudy situation, and I try to find that and you know move on to right. the next thing. Because um, I never know who I'm going to get to meet next. I never know whose story I'm going to get to tell next. I never know who I'm going to you know have somebody in my path like Brad Kirkland, who I enjoy working with and. Uh, you know, we're doing some really neat things for people, businesses, helping them grow and succeed. And it's just, you know, it's like full circle. A quick roundabout. Your day, you're, you're writing for Habersham up in Northeast Georgia. You're doing, t- tell us a little bit about what Mitzi does. What do, what do you do? Because people are getting well, I love excited to, to hear you. You're um, a big writer. I just, I love to write. Yeah. I mean, uh, ironically... <laughs> The uh, the lady that I work with at now Habersham in Northeast Georgia, which is Habersham County, County that yeah. whole area is beautiful up there, yeah. Clarksville, sure. um, Cornelia. Anyway, not far from Tacoa and Dahlonega and Helen. Um, her father, I, I worked with her here years ago. Okay. 
at WRBL. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. a small world. She was wow. the assistant news director here. And we got to be good friends and stayed good friends. And once she moved back to Habersham County, um, she started now Habersham. And it's an online uh, news service. So uh, about a year ago, she asked me about starting to write for her. So I do a gardening column, a recipe column, and then all these other stories that <laughs> that great. I find to tell um, for her. But her father is Colonel Ben Purcell, who at the time he was captured in Vietnam was the highest-ranking Army officer to ever be captured. I never knew that. And for wow, um, I didn't even know that. I, I want to say six years. I believe it was six years. His family, and they have a big family, they did not know whether he was alive or dead. And then he came home. And he eventually ended up, uh, after he came home, they had a Christmas tree farm mm-hmm. uh, in Habersham County. But eventually he um, he ran for uh, state office and won and, and you know, served in state government for, I don't know how long, two or three years. So anyway, when Joy and I reconnected, you know, she asked me if I wanted to write. And I said, yes, I love to write. I love to tell stories. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I started doing that. And through that and a, another mutual <laughs> friend, um, I got connected with Brad Kirkland in Augusta uh, in his company, Graphics Resource. And, um, you know, I, he said, what do you like to do? And I said, I love to write. So I started doing website content development for a lot of his clients. And I do social media management and for some different uh, companies and um it's just been good, Mitzi. This is great. This truly is truly a blast. You during this time of COVID, being able to have technology on your side, could you imagine this? No. How many years ago, being able to pull off what you're doing, and you're able to do it at the comfort of your own home office. You could do that, and you, you're mm-hmm. traveling. You know, you would be more regional right around here if you even had to for this weekend, for example. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's not far from your house, to where you got to go. But but the point is, people can get involved. You don't necessarily, there's things they can do if they're not somebody who's going to MC like you. You have the gift and all that, and that's why you're called to do that. But there's other things people can do. What can they do to help give back? What would, they, what would be the one thing you'd say, boy, if I can have somebody? I think find what you're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Brad's case, because of some of the things that he experienced growing up, uh, his passion is to mentor uh, young people who come from that kind of background and you know he's everything he's doing now is building to mm-hmm. to where he can ultimately realize that dream um you know i i've always enjoyed uh veterans uh, helping veterans uh and part of that probably came from robert's experience of being a double amputee right. at five years old um and for many years i was involved with the mayor's committee for people with disabilities um, I, I can't imagine a time in my life where I won't ever not be involved in something like that. Yeah. Um, but because of, of because of what I'm doing now and the, the stories I get to tell and the people I come into contact with, uh, I'm always finding new things to be passionate about and how I can lend my expertise to make their efforts successful. That's very important to me. Love it. And that, that right there, that's that you just quote that last line that you just said, because everything that you did, even writing, because writing is your passion, you know how to write grants. You're very 
good at that kind of thing too, which is really special and important for nonprofits. Anybody kind of get inspired by mm-hmm. listening to you right now, you know, somebody would want to figure out a way, well, how do we get money for this? How do we do this? You always seem to be thinking out of the box. You, you've done it. You helped Damascus Way. You were big and, and uh, critical to that and, and this whole process here, uh, which is important and, and knowing what to do. You, you've, you've, you've done different things for different nonprofits here. You're doing this work right now. seems like it's honing in onto the, the, the whole military thing, which is really great. So, you know, remembering everyone deployed has been your, you know, the latest and greatest and, and writing a gardening and, and you, you even recipe. I think I gave you a recipe for sauce one time, didn't I? Spaghetti. S- yeah, that's what it was. This, the great spaghetti cook-off. The great, you remember that? <laughs> that that was so unique and so fun. It now, was fun. But this is what was neat about that. It wasn't like you got local, you were, you were smart in doing that and you were able to connect everybody. You, you brought local uh, people on TV, talent, radio personalities, and so on, even local paper guys that were editors and that. Mayors, former mayors. Like you mentioned Bob mm-hmm. Poitichef. We had at that time, I think Teresa Tomlinson, Mayor Tomlinson was there as mm-hmm. well. And you brought everybody in in the community to try to really, you know, get this thing excited. It brought people in. Now, it wasn't a huge moneymaker, but it was so exciting. You saw those elements to bring something fun to raise and, and raise the bar and raise awareness for that, that time, it, that works. That, that's a unique approach. You find those little unique nuggets. What's the unique nugget of this, do you think, coming out of this now that it's going to be annual? Because you, you said this is now going to be, you know, you're going to see this every year. And hopefully this will transcend other markets around the, the, the country. Could be. Um, the uh, <clears throat> gentleman that's the owner at Fort Benning Harley-Davidson, um uh, they actually own, I think it's a total of seven uh, Harley Davidson dealerships. Okay, so this could across be so the country. So it it could grow in that respect, absolutely. Uh, and Misty knows, you know, that I'm on board with however I need to help. I mean, I helped her get a sponsor or two for this and yeah. um, some other things. But you know, that kind of is pulling from some of my past experience oh, right. in sponsorships and all those kind of things. Because, so. you know, people want to know, how can I do it? Is there anyone out there that has that kind of skill set and you're just trying to figure out how to put it together? Mitzi's got that really great creative way. Harley-Davidson is really neat because they are independently owned. I should know this. I'm just curious because the reason why I said, like, Harley-Davidson of Las Vegas, for example. I did a lot of stuff right. with them out there when I was in Nevada, Southern Nevada years ago. Um, I know they have a corporate structure, okay, and whatever they do sort of has to come down the pike from from their corporate office in terms of, you know, I guess what they can do marketing wise and that kind of thing. But their swag, their bikes, the thing that sometimes parlays into a lot of former military guys. It kind of has that oh edge yeah, to it, absolutely. And I think it's very inviting and engaging. And they've been so giving back. I, I we did. It was a small venue. But when uh, he had just recently passed was Thomas Ray, and he was a Vietnam vet. And uh, he did a thing, which I think is still around. I mean, hospice around the country, but he had a part in it, which was hospice for heroes, to give those veterans their last dying wish, whatever it was, and create oh, that wow. that last. It's like, you know, it would be like uh, Make-A-Wish or something like that, mm-hmm. or something for a child, but for a veteran in his last days. As simple as maybe bringing a veteran out to his wife's tombstone or for the day or go to a ball game it depending on how critical nature they were but even if they were terminal in some way they would actually provide this funding that is amazing. and it was great it was small and we had 
you know, Buffalo Soldiers would show up. Um, I love the Buffalo you, you Soldiers. You gotta love the Buffalo Soldiers. Love them. And, and they're so cool. It's so neat. And, and um, you know, they would all come to this event and they would you just, we'd have like an auction, raise a little money. And, uh, and I know Hospice has different ways of parlaying it, but that was very near and dear to his heart. And I'll just give a shout out to a long, long story here to Harley Davidson to, to do this and host it and said, you know what? This is on us. You can use the mm-hmm. whole venue behind us on us and, and enjoy the, the, the day. And we were there as long as we wanted. We brought some vendors in they, on their own time and dime. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, we would just give them the money and the money raised. They would come in there with a lot of cash after and hand it over to hospice was there to collect it. Donna Morgan or Terry Roberts, who was over there at the time. And um, it, it's, it's, it's neat to see this. That's why I'm saying anybody there, there could be, maybe it's not something like this that Mitzi's doing and emceeing, or being involved in her passion, but anyone listening, there's got to be, there's something there on many different levels when it comes to our veterans. And there's so many different programs, which I know my father-in-law, your, your dad, World War II vet, you know, my father-in-law was Korean and, and three tours Vietnam vet. And, you know, this, they didn't have that kind of support. No, they didn't. And actually the, the guy I was telling you about that had the lost suitcase. Yes. I, I talked to him about that. I said, you know, when you came back, what was that like? I mean, how were you treated? Mm-hmm. And we all know the answer to that. Right. Not, not well. Right. But I I would like to believe that, especially in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, a lot of that has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a different mindset as a country about how we treat our Vietnam vets. Uh, and they are, they're very important. And I think, just an event like this and all of the organizations that will benefit uh, and through through th- those organizations directly back to veterans. Right. Um, that's just another example of um, wh- wh- how we're trying to support and maybe make up for some of those things that were not right in the beginning. Yes. Th- I, I'm glad you said that. And, you know, they were spit upon. I mean, even a young person listening now, imagine I, it was it was twisted into, you know, their – baby killers or, or this, that, and the other. I mean, this is, you can remember anytime you're stopping communism and, and the, the North Chicoms were coming in and, and they're, you know, and you, you, on top of that coming right out of the, the time of Korea mm-hmm. and Chiang Kai-shek dealing with the stuff going on in mainland China and, and trying to put all that out in Taipei and trying to help them support it and then it's all parlaying and then you got Vietnam and all this, you know, communist aggression. These veterans, they went through hell in a handbasket. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, the stories I've heard, and I know, it, and that's why getting to know a veteran is a good thing. I mean, you know, if you, they're not going to talk to you, maybe open up completely, but just listen to them on their, when they feel like doing it. And it was hard for me to understand when I married into a military family. I mean, I had a great uncle in Vietnam. I had a cousin who was in Vietnam, but just never got it until mm-hmm. I married into it. And um, Ranger Hall of Famer, you know, our, my, my father-in-law who, who passed on 19 of 2019, and... Um, you know, probably complications related to a lot of stuff in Vietnam. You know, you hear Agent Orange, uh, prostate mm-hmm. cancer led to this and then led to colon cancer and then just, you know, but, you know, lived in his late 80s, he was very happy, uh, you know, passed on his own time with his own dignity and in a house with hospice, which they did a great job. And, but with his stories that he would tell me, and you drive across country with a veteran, when I first was in the family, a lot of guys in the military, if you're a civilian, they, they know you're not in the military, right? So you, I was with my nephew who was in the military. He was a captain at the time. Now he's a lieutenant colonel. Um, my father-in-law would be in there and somebody else, and they're having this conversation. So the civilian brother-in-law is like me and mother. We kind of like, you feel like in a room, you know when you're fading away, and you kind of go mm, right in the back. 
you it, it happens. Neat dynamic to watch, but when you're first exposed to it, I took it somewhat personal, and I, and I, you know, that's just the way it is. I thought, did I say mm-hmm. something wrong? Why the hell did they want me around? And did I? What did I do? What did I say? I feel bad. What you know, asking these questions. My wife goes, "You don't understand, Bob." But over time, you'll understand. And even with Michael Schlitz and some guys that we help with Gallant Few, I'm real passionate about that. I do a lot with them. And when I get together with these men and women, and you sit with them. I. It's like they're so happy to have someone civilian with you, just listening to them, be part of them. They f- it help them to just be themselves. Talk. It, it may not be anything military related, and if it is, and I can't was, say anything. Yeah, that was exactly <clears throat> the experience that that uh, I noticed when we were doing all the work with the uh, uh, Red Cross service to military families. Right. Right. Especially with the Warrior Transition Battalion. What we would do is is we would do like Easter egg hunts to to get Perfect the whole example. family together. Right. Uh, we would do cookouts, um, anything that we could do to bring them together and uh, create a a, a really uh, family oriented environment uh, and and allow us to get to know them better since we were volunteering and working right. with them so much. Um, and makes them feel at ease and comfortable, you know, it's with us. It's perfect. It was very important. It was a great uh, experience for all of us. Um, and again, had I not done that, I would have never met Colonel Sean McKay. Yeah, yeah, we just can't wait to hear Colonel Sean McKay. <laughs> he's, this is gonna be great. And Brad Kirk. Oh, he's gonna speakers. beat me. He's gonna say, Dan Miller. Oh, no, they're all you, there. You made it sound like a walk on water. You know but, what? You know, I really respect him a lot. You, you don't, you don't, you certainly don't embellish. You don't mince words. You, you're, she's right on point. If Mitzi says, and that was her slogan here for many mm. years. Mitzi says, <laughs> you get an umbrella, you know. But when she was her meteorologist days, Mitzi. The, and, and you're right. I mean, it's this family and bringing it together. Sometimes there's there's organizations, nonprofits that bring, you know, military together, just military to military, sometimes civilian integrated with that. Whatever you could do to kind of get involved. And, and when I would drive car, cross country, I drove cross country with Teresa's dad, I found out more about him in that two-day trip. And I know there's times where he just had enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> and when Surely they do, yeah, but, but when they do that, in his case, he never ever said, "I got PTSD, I got this, that." And he never ever wanted any excuse. That's it, old school. You know, when he received his induction into the Ranger Hall of Fame in the National Inf- Infantry Museum of uh, May of 2012, he said, "I'm a man of very few words." That's exactly what he said. And, it, and in fact, Carmen Cavaza uh, followed him right after that. He, he followed wow. him right after that, and he was also inducted that same year. And he he uh, is an NCO guy, command sergeant major, retired, and he said <laughs> he said he goes he goes I uh, want to thank you know my my wife you know for getting all the information together, my nephew, you know at that time it was Captain Mac Bryan uh, for putting all the paperwork together, all of you here at the National mm-hmm. Infantry Museum. Um, it's a different place; it's not the same as it used to be. The army and uh, what we were going through. It was like this. Rangers lead the way. <laughs> big round of applause. Well, this guy was tight right to a T, and that's how he was. He was, but you meet him outside at the nicest guy. They called him Frenchy. He was just a great guy. I think part of that, though, that whole um, mentality was a major issue, and it's something that, that Colonel Mulcahy had to overcome. 
when he took over commanding the Warrior Transition Battalion mm-hmm. because the, the, con- the mental conditioning was just what you touched on. Yeah. You have a problem, you fix it. Yeah. D- keep it to yourself. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Or, or they would be frightened to tell somebody. That's exactly in, what in, I was, yeah. in a commanding position because they were afraid of, of what that meant. They, they weren't. When you go through that kind of training, it's not about, you know, stepping back or giving up or wh- wh- any of those kind of things. Right. That's a weakness. Yes. Um, and I think it's been, it was very difficult to get to the bottom of what kind of help some of these uh, soldiers needed because of that. Because they weren't used to saying, I, I'm, I need help. I, and I never, and, and th- that's the most germane point because don't take it personal because a lot of the older guys, they would get, he would just go silent. Mm-hmm. And I use him as an example. That was his way of dealing with it. He just didn't want to deal anymore. He didn't want to listen. Not that it was anything, Bob, you're, you know, you're a pain in the rear, but, but we're going to move on. But he would just get silent in the car and he'd look at me and I knew that look was, I'm done talking. But mm-hmm. he would, but I was there to listen and, even when I shared it with my mother-in-law after he passed some stories and things that he was involved in, and that came up through the Ranger Hall of Fame, she was perplexed. She goes, he told me, I thought I knew everything. And they don't necessarily, not that they don't want to share with the spouse, but there's certain things that they may feel more comfortable or somebody who's just open to listening, not judging, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. But he never he never said it, and you're exactly right, afraid of admitting that they're weak or there's something or, and, and there is a, there's a difference in that and the receiving of new people transitioning back out of, out of active duty or if they're in theater overseas deployed and then they come home, it's a different welcoming than it, w- than it was back then. I mean, World War II is different. That, that, that was different. It was, you know, everybody, you know yeah. what though, but was it, I, I wonder, I, but I remember my dad and my, my daddy was, Oh Lord, he was a character. He would tell stories that just, and, and he would tell us the same stories over and over again. But we would laugh hysterically every right. time. But he never talked about the bad things. Right, right. And I know he experienced that. I know he did. It's but he never talked about that. He only told us the funny stories. So I think that you, maybe it's just a way you comp, um, compartmentalize yeah. <laughs> uh, those kind of feelings. I can and see that. Put yeah, them in yeah, pockets. And, yeah. Um, and... You know, th- again, that's why uh, Warrior Transition Battalion has been such a uh, a blessing because they work very closely with Martin Army Hospital mm-hmm. here, and I'm sure it's set up similarly everywhere. But um, you know, that's it's just part of the healing, and it's <laughs> um, it's not always what you see on the outside. Right. Right. There's a lot that's 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 held in. It would come out in, in different ways. And I use him as an example because that was the closest I ever had with somebody for that long of my life. And and at that point before he passed, I, you know, we had, um, it's coming up not quite on my silver anniversary, but but from the years 1991 to 2019 is when I met him, 91 to 19. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it wasn't until the very end where I got to learn more and more and more about him towards that end where I think he got a little bit more open. I was like, he got a little soft. I guess you could say that. He was more willing to to let people know but but like you said he wouldn't really get into detail that all came out i'm telling you ranger uh hall of fame resurrected a lot of different things that he was involved in operation phoenix was one of them and he talked to me about that if you ever anybody can look that up online um 
Mm-hmm. Said I wasn't going to do that. Not going to do that. He wouldn't want me to do that. But it, it it's those kind of stories that he told me. And I was like, holy crap. You know, I didn't even know. I can't believe, you know, guys are getting thrown out of helicopters. He just stopped talking right in the middle of the thing. Went on to something else. He, he went into it. He's like, why the hell did I just say that to him? But it was, I kind of pried a little bit. It was trying to pull it out. It's not pretty, Bob. As he said, it wasn't pretty. That's all he said. And it was probably the only time you ever got in anything. I went to do some research on it. Man, you saw some ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, it's crazy. I just crazy. told a story. Um, I don't know if you ever met Natalie Craver. She was the uh, health and safety director okay. when I was uh, at Red Cross. And it was it would have been during the time of Hurricane Katrina. Okay, it was right. I I was I came right after that after okay. five. I was I was the next um, year. I just told her story recently, and it was actually about her husband. Um, Natalie and I became fast friends. We yeah. were very similar personalities, and um, so I'd met her husband and her three children, yeah. who at the time were. I think the baby was about, I don't know, a year old, maybe two years old. Uh, then her, uh, she had a daughter that was maybe seven, eight, and then her son was nine years old. Um, they had uh, moved from Fort Benning to, um, it's not Fort Hood, it, it's in Texas. Anyway. Well, yeah, not, you know, it's a big insulation, but it was uh, wonderful. I can't remember. What else is there? Yeah, Fort, anyway, I'm just thinking Fort Hood for just depends what, what they're doing. So they, they had, and maybe it was Fort Hood, but yeah. anyway, they went to Texas, yeah. which was great because yeah. all of her family and his family were from Texas. Can't go wrong. So it was going to be a wonderful experience. Yeah. So uh, they get there, um, they uh, find a house to buy, but he was deployed to um, Afghanistan right after that and never got to sleep a night in the house. And um, so he'd been over there a few months and she uh, took his mother out, or grandmother, out for her birthday lunch. And Johnny, her husband, had said, well, call me after that and let me know how it went. Well, she couldn't get a hold of him, but that wasn't unusual because, you know, he's Overseas. around the world. Yeah. Um, the next day, she was staying with her father in Texas with the children, and two servicemen came to the door. Oh, that's what you don't want to see. And um, she knew that. T- and she knew. She mm. knew right. It, it's yeah. Her father turned around and looked at her, and he didn't say a word. She knew. Yeah. Um. And, of course, the children were devastated. She was devastated um, because he was a soldier's soldier. Yeah. Uh, all of, at his funeral, hundreds of soldiers came up to her and said how much respect they had for him and how much he changed their life. And it's just over and over yeah. and over again. Um, and, you know, that was a very hard story to tell. Um because I wanted to do it justice. Sure. Because without you can't because get, of the kind of story right. it was, right? And because of knowing her and her children. Um, but anyway, she was very involved. Are you familiar with the Snowball Express? Yes, of course. Um, yes. So their first Christmas after Johnny was killed, um, 
they were very involved in that, and yeah. you know, it was a good it's experience awesome. for the children and kids. Would um, be good. And actually, Natalie went on to become a licensed therapist. And guess why? I would have to say everything that happened with her dad, and well, just trying to figure out this is how you deal with pain and and, and exactly. Loss. Um, and and she, you know, because of that, uh, she's really very right. effective at what she does. Absolutely. Because you if you that. can't feel the kind of pain right. that somebody's trying to get help with, right? How are you going to help, help them? them? You hear that a lot. In fact, I it's funny you say that. It was something on Netflix I just saw the other day, just just kind of perusing through the Netflix uh, library, and I came across, you know, I like a lot of those stories, and it was the the. It's the uh, Green Valley Killer from Washington State mm-hmm. back in like '84, I think it was, and they're interviewing the the detectives. And the one female detective, she was raped. She was, you know, she had a lot of sexual uh, crimes against her. She became a sexual crimes expert in the police department there, and she was using. They showed her when she was younger, so she was. A lot of these prostitutes were being murdered, and it was, it was terrible. And she was able to identify and talk to them and feel them and knew exactly what they went through, even others that were going through some mm-hmm. sort of pain. So it became a real deep passion for her, and she was able to be effective in, in helping to uh, support the rest of the you know detectives on that case to figure out who this mm-hmm. monster was. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's those kind of people in the military, too. I think Sam Rhodes is one that's local, too, with his horse therapy. You know, you get... Around horses, it's decompressing, or if it's a duck hunt. I grew with, up in the horse business. Right, that's right. I could you write know, a book. yeah. De- Dennis Smith and duck hunting. When you come back, it's that feeling of being on, on, on all the time, and you, you, you know, you go out and do some duck hunting with your your brothers out there. You feel good. Come back in, you transition a little bit, and you kind of decompress mm-hmm. because you're you're trained to be on, on, on. You know, same thing. So it's all those all these different support groups that are out there that are more present, omnipresent now. I mean, you can they're plethora of them you can figure out i know warrior transition battalion is is, is huge and it, it really makes uh, a big difference in their in their lives because you see it firsthand so mm-hmm. now you're 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 struck with it and it's going to be the really wounded good. warrior project and, yeah and all those that are involved this heroes in the water fallen outdoors waypoint ranch they're all really important yeah they all have um, and you can find the right fit i mean anyone listening not everyone is suitable for somebody they may not may not be their thing but you can find that thing that could be something that no, might be a was, counselor set up with as, you. As you were talking about ways to help, um, one of the things that, and I, I've written about this before too, um, so we're, you know, in the next few months, everybody will be shooting fireworks for New Year's Eve, and I right. get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, we do it for July 4th. Nobody ever stops yeah. to think yeah. about the veteran in your neighborhood that you may be forcing him into a really bad mental position. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we had a German Shepherd. She didn't like it either. You know, just be aware of just little things like that that you can do to make a positive difference. I know everybody loves fireworks. Yeah, you go to a fireworks show, then you know where it's designated. Watch Macy's or whoever does it on TV. I mean, you (laughs) know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm you know, you. there are a lot of countries now, too, that are experimenting with um, the the fireworks that, you know, make the show, but no sound. Interesting. Um, and <laughs> when I worked for WKRC in Cincinnati, ironically, um, the Rots, Rotsi brothers are based there. And they're like 
some of the biggest yeah. fireworks manufacturers yeah. in the country, yeah. and we would do a simulcast, yeah. and they would shoot them off the bridge, you know, right. leading from Kentucky into Ohio, and and it was wonderful, and and radio station was simulcast music and all that stuff, right. so it was great. So you can take the sound you're saying through that they they would just eliminate the yeah. the popping yeah. and the explosion. Yeah, it's a, that just is really a little, fascinating. Little something that people can do won't yeah. cost you a dime, you know. That is so funny. I think, you know, of course, I was thinking WTRP, WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> when you said that, the radio station sitcom, Lonnie Anderson and oh, no, <laughs> Dr. I know. Fever, I, Johnny Fever. I know. Every, I'm sorry. Everybody, everybody always says that. For those who don't understand, just look it up. <laughs> Did you know when I worked at KRC, um, uh, Nick Clooney was anchoring the news there. Rosemary's wow, Rosemary brother. Clooney, yep, related to George's, and George's of course, mama. my husband and I yeah. both love jazz. Yeah. So Nick says, one day he says, um, well, uh, Rosemary is in town to sing with the symphony. Would you like to go? And I'm like, yes, yes, I'll go, I'll go, yes. I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> so we went and had front row seats and then got to hang out with Rosemary after it that's was That's a over. cool just, story. Oh well, this gosh. is a whole new podcast. Let's talk about <laughs> Rosemary Clooney again. No, that's that's oh. fantastic. What a, what a story. Do you ever get to meet George or, or not? Uh, I think George came to the station a couple of times. Yeah. This would have been, you know, he moved to, uh, to L.A. and lived with Rosemary for a while okay. when he was first getting started. So that would have probably been right before he got big. Boy, if I'd have known them. Can you well, imagine? Didn't even know who he was oh. at that point. Isn't that a cool story? Look at that. Ta ta ta. The things could be but changing. It was so neat up there because uh, people were coming through, I guess, between LA and New York, you know, or sh- Chicago's in between, but Cincinnati's there too. And um, people would stop in all the time to be interviewed. Uh, I met Robert Goulet, Henry Mancini. Uh, wow. Really important to, to me sure. because, you know, I love music. Yes. Uh, it was just, that was a really great experience. And then, you know, they had all the big sports teams, the Bengals, the yep. Reds. That's right. Pete Rose was in a studio all the time for interviews. That's right. Um, so it was, uh, that was a really neat experience. And then when I worked in Nashville, um, Pat Sajak did the weather. Yeah, that's going back to, see, that's going back. Way now, back. Now we're dating ourselves back. a little bit now, Mitzi. That's, yeah, that's that's fascinating because you forget Well, I was only five. And so did David, you know, David Letterman, he was, you know, remember he was the mm-hmm. the fun weatherman in Indiana, Indianapolis, you know. And, and, yeah. and, and, John Tesh anchored John the Tesh news then. anchored the news, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible to hear all that. It's so cool to see and all that And then I stuff. got to know you when I came here. Then so it was, oh, I don't know I about that. I rubbed shoulders with some big, big people. So. Yeah, oh, not not this guy. It was Irv Weinstein for me, WKBW, <laughs> in Buffalo, New York. It was a, it was ABC O&O, owned and operated station, Capital Cities, owned all the O&O stations, and mm-hmm. uh, the, he was the, the legend. And then the weather guy was, uh, we had um, we had Nolan Johannes. We had, um, uh, I'm trying to think who else we had. We had... Uh, Cliff Smith was sports. I had to think back, but you look at those guys who were the original kind of the legendary meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. no inflecting of any other side. You didn't know where they stood, objective mm-hmm. news reporting, no bias, just put it in. And that was it. That was it. It was good good stuff back we then. We need to do a whole different thing. Yes, <laughs> we can. Maybe that's another. So uh, much to talk exactly, about. Exactly, there is. And, you know, it, again, that's why. That's why I love being around you because you you just you bring that that excitement and that enthusiasm and that passion. But you do that too, Bob. We d- yeah, we all we kind of do it, but it's it's nice to be on the other side. You and I get you. along so yeah, well. Yeah, we do. 
but you you just have a way you just you just you're engaging you know how to approach somebody and get the job done if anybody is listening to this what would be the one thing you'd say Mitzi that you really really want them to do right now if they can help in any way for something just what could they do to it doesn't have to be this perhaps but something what, what would you say to them I would say say a prayer for everybody you know whether you know them or not uh, for our uh, military that are still deployed I mean those numbers are still pretty big. 170,000. That's a lot. Uh, the veterans, you know, yep. keep veterans in your prayers too. All volunteer. Every day. A volunteer Every day. army. We, we are amazing. This country, even other countries, you have to do your two years. Imagine that. I mean, this is this still, this country is amazing that people will go sign it. Um, I know a young man too. He's, you know, smitten with my daughter or kind of dating and, uh, and he, uh, he, he wants to go to the Marines. His dad was an army guy. Little maybe a little like ooh, and the marine and the marines is a little bit harder, it's a little special. You get the amphibious yep. kind of guys, but it's now tough. the marine infantry guy has got a you know a woman is it, you you got it, you're going to learn it all. But to get to that top, army just has so many different I want to say MOSs or these type of areas where you can advance maybe a little bit better career wise. Mm-hmm. The marines is a little bit slower. I mean, you don't have that kind of fast movement, but he's very passionate about it. And I think he's a very good shooter and hopefully may be some type of gun or maybe whatever specialty he'll get into. But but they're they're the rescuers, and, you, you know, the Marines are special guys. I mean, they're yeah. Semper Fi, and they're where we'd say, hua here at Fort Benning. <laughs> it's err at Pendleton or somewhere well, remember else. remember Devin? Yeah, Devin. That and I her, worked yes, Devin. with yes. at Valley Rescue Mission? Yeah. Uh, her husband flies Chinooks. Yes. And there are only, apparently, four or five places in the world to where do you the can Chinook go. Helicopter, yeah. That's a part of it. Uh, so they're out in Washington State yeah. now. Wow, okay. Uh, and they were in South Korea before that. That's incredible. Wow. I said, I mean, well, you've, uh, you're a little closer to me now. South Korea might have been a trip, for me, a little bit of a trip for me. In but Columbus Airport, you're now getting these direct flights. Maybe <laughs> we'll have one out there towards Washington. So, you know, we're a military post. You would think we'd have a little bit more of that going on, unless we have more direct flights trying to, trying to look into that. But It's I, a I, different perspective, too, when you know somebody. Yes. Pers- either, either they're in your family, like your situation yeah. or um, where you have somebody that's a really good friend yeah. in, their mil- in the military. Um, it's, it's a, it's a different perspective. Yeah, it definitely. Do you think, are we doing enough in the military? Could you see, is there, I mean, we see more and more of these nonprofits kind of parlaying and they're building and building and expanding a little bit. Is, is there something else we need to do? Do you think this is all working? What would you say? I think, you know, without knowing, every single one of them. Um, I think sometimes there's an overlap. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I used to have this conversation with major gift donors all the time for Valley Rescue Mission because there are various sheltering programs and addiction recovery programs in town. And maybe sometimes uh, it's easy to lose sight of what about if everybody is bringing those resources together? What if everybody yeah. was pooling those talents that you have and all these individual things and bringing all that together? Would that be more effective? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. I, I, can, uh, I think it's And there are a lot yeah. of philanthropists in this community who I've had that discussion with them many times before. I'm glad you did. That's been, I'm glad I said that because I think that is something that might have to be, if there's someone out there thinking about this, there's a think tank going on. I, I would say that. I know that the Muscular Dystrophy Association I was heavily involved in back in Arizona, their their headquarters was in Tucson, 
Um, I, I would go out there. I would go out to L.A. once in a while, and I'd be in Las Vegas. Jerry Lewis was still with us, and he was doing things. It, passion for kids. There's no question about it. But a lot of internal issues become, and then people become bigger, and then there's a lot of expenses for these trips and flying people to these things. They cut all that out, and then they tried doing this thing, texting on the air, and then they got rid of that. And I had asked somebody one day, are they still getting enough money? I said, yeah. The, the donations are coming in. They probably even have a little bit more. Isn't but that amazing? It, it is. It's scary. The thing that I... Now, it is a little different from pooling up these nonprofits and military. Let's say if you had one and you have a big pot of resource and, you know, kind of like what's happening with um, uh, American Heart Association or di different things where they're, mm -hmm. you know, the Red Cross even now, too. I think Red Cross would be one, and you were there as well, too. Instead of designating money, this local goes in one big pot, and then they disseminate it. Don't know if that's been effective or not. I never asked, but w when you were active – in the Red Cross locally, I'll say this, and, and I'm speaking, you're not saying this, I'm saying this for what I've seen. You were so good at keeping us on the burner and making it so omnipresent. It's like it was Red Cross. Everyone thought, is that the only place around it? Because you were so good at elevating it and the cause and all the different things they have. And now it's like seems like it's gone silent as MDA. But it, that may be why MDA is still raising money. Right. Because all those years... I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I remember we, we planned weekend. our Labor Day weekend around watching the Jerry Lewis telethon. Exactly. You know? Um, so maybe because of all of that, the, the top of mind awareness for Labor Day and, and Muscular Dystrophy mm -hmm. Association was so big for so long, so many years, that that has that helped you know, it keep permeated the flow going. It and kept the flow. That's interesting because then that generation will remember and then somebody's giving... And they do small little events. I'm not saying they're discounting that. And even the firefighters don't even see too much. Of course, COVID really threw everything off balance here. But, but you don't just see that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it's just interesting to me. I just thought I, I never even as long as I always wanted to ask that question. And, and that sort of I, I like that perspective. It's interesting to see how that that might be going. So, remember everyone deployed everybody on this Veterans Day and ready for this. Every day, all 365, seven days a week, it's about those deployed and remembering them. And, um, you know, WTB that Mitzi's involved in, an event that's going on here locally, which we'll have a link to that, too, for this weekend, if this right. will be for the current ones listening and for, you know, future years to come. In any other city that you're in, check out this website, click it, get it customized. You light up a veteran. And here's the last thing I'll say from Talking Veterans, and I know you can, you can definitely... Uh, yeah, I'll let you have the final word. They love, they'll never, a veteran doesn't want you to help them. They want to do all the helping. They want to keep giving because that's what they're designed to. They're always, they tell all their men under them. If somebody's ahead of a battalion, they're going to say, you guys, you got to do so much community give back because that's what it's all about. But if you see them without them knowing and see, you know, see a veteran over here, even if it's a cup of coffee, could you buy that veteran a cup of coffee or give them a beverage? Or thank or them for their thank service. Thank for their service. It costs nothing. costs nothing. But just doing those small little things Go a long, long way. Mm -hmm. Go a long way. Trust me, because I've seen it in their face light up. And, you know, so you know. Anything Absolutely. else you want to say, last last word? Come see us Saturday at Fort Benning Harley-Davidson. Uh, 
it's going to be a wonderful celebration for veterans. In North Columbus. Check it out. And uh, Mitzi, thank you so much. We love you, Mitzi. You Honored are, to be here. You are the ambassador to all these men and women who are serving our country. And as we always tell you every week, we thank you for joining us here at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. Um, we are at WRBL.com, our podcast play zone. You can catch it anytime. You can also catch us on, of course, Spotify. We're on Apple and we're on iHeart. These are different ways wherever you decide to get your podcast, how you consume it. Check it out, but just don't eat it, okay? <laughs> consume it, but don't eat it. And uh, right here on social media, as Mitzi's so good at, very savvy at our social media and all that good things. You can find us on Twitter, Bob Jeswald, WRBL, Bob Jeswald, Facebook, Bob Jeswald, Instagram. And, of course, at any of the bottom of these podcasts, you'll be able to click and see what we need to know. Mitzi, thank you. And thank all of you. Whatever you do for a veteran today, it just doesn't have to be much. Just little things mean a lot. And if you take it off thyself... You'll see how great you'll feel in the future. It does. It comes back to you twofold. Amen. Tenfold. And amen to that.